Welcome back to The Preacher Chick, where we are reading the Bible together every day using the reading plan from the Bible Project that can be found in the Bible app called One Story That Leads to Jesus, and today is day 42. Today's readings are from Numbers 8 through 10 and Psalm 42. Let's get going. The Lord spoke to Moses, speak to Aaron and tell him when you set the set up the lamps, the seven lamps are to give light in front of the lampstand. So Aaron did this. He set up its lamps to give light in front of the lampstand, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. This is the way the lampstand was made. It was a hammered work of gold, hammered from its base to its flower petals. The lampstand was made according to the pattern the Lord had shown Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses, take the Levites from among the Israelites and ceremonially cleanse them. Do this for their purification. Sprinkle them with purification water. Have them shave their entire bodies and wash their clothes and so purify themselves. They are to take a young bull and its grain offering, a fine flour mixed with oil, and you are to take a second young bull for a sin offering. Bring the Levites before the tent of meeting and assemble the entire Israelite community. Then present the Levites before the Lord and have the Israelites lay their hands on them. Aaron is to present the Levites before the Lord as a presentation offering from the Israelites so that they may perform the Lord's work. Next, the Levites are to lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, sacrifice one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. Okay, minus that last portion, which is verse 12 of laying hands on the heads of bulls and sacrifice a sin offering. (laughs) And now what we just read very similar to what we do in the Assemblies of God for ordination. When a minister becomes an ordained minister, it's a very solemn, very holy, very sacred service, Uh, a very special moment in that minister's um, life. I I mean, I went through it and I think it, it, if anybody were to ask me, what's your favorite part of the year as far as certain aspects of ministry go, I could list out a few, but when it comes to um, what is so special, the ordination service is probably something that I think is one of the most beautiful sacred services that I've ever been a part of. And it's holy and it's beautiful. And this is what happens. There's a presentation of the ministers who are being ordained to the, the fellowship and hands are laid on them in prayer and in um, intercession and in anointing. And there's a mantle that is passed and it's just beautiful. And so I think this is pretty cool because this is something that we still, we, we use this today. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Carrying on. You are to have the Levites stand before Aaron and his sons, and you are to present them before the Lord as a presentation offering. In this way, you are to separate the Levites from the rest of the Israelites so that the Levites will belong to me. After that, the Levites may come to serve at the tent of meeting once you have a ceremony, once you have ceremonially cleansed them and presented them as a presentation offering. For they have been exclusively assigned to me from the Israelites. I have taken them for myself in place of all who come first from the womb, every Israelite firstborn. For every firstborn among the Israelites is mine, both man and animal. I consecrated them to myself on the day I struck down every firstborn in the land of Egypt. But I have taken the Levites in place of every firstborn among the Israelites, 
from the Israelites, I have given the Levites exclusively to Aaron and his sons to perform the work for the Israelites at the tent of meeting and to make atonement on their behalf so that no plague will come against the Israelites when they approach the sanctuary. Moses, Aaron, and the entire Israelite community did this to the Levites. The Israelites did everything to them the Lord commanded Moses regarding the Levites. The Levites purified themselves and washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them before the Lord as a presentation offering. Aaron also made atonement for them to cleanse them ceremonially. After that, the Levites came to do their work at the tent of meeting and in the presence of Aaron and his sons. So they did to them as the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites. Then Moses spoke. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in regard to the Levites from 25 years old or more. A man enters the service and the work at the tent of meeting. But at 50 years old, he is to retire from his service and the work and no longer serve. He may assist his brothers to fulfill responsibilities at the tent of meeting, but he must not do the work. This is how you are to deal with the Levites regarding their duties. In the first month of the second year after their departure from the land of Egypt, the Lord told Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, the Israelites are to observe the Passover at its appointed time. You must observe it at its appointed time on the 14th day of this month at twilight. You are to observe it according to all its statutes and ordinances. So Moses told the Israelites to observe the Passover, and they observed it in the first month on the 14th day at twilight in the wilderness of Sinai. The Israelites did everything as the Lord had commanded Moses. But there were some men who were unclean because of a human corpse, so they could not observe the Passover on that day. These men came before Moses and Aaron the same day and said to him, We are unclean because of a human corpse. Why should we be excluded from presenting the Lord's offering at its appointed time with the other Israelites? Moses replied to them, wait here until I hear what the Lord commands for you. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, tell the Israelites, when any one of you or your descendants is unclean because of a corpse or is a, on a distant journey, he may still observe the Passover to the Lord. Such people are to observe it in the second month on the 14th day at twilight. They are to eat the animal with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They may not leave any of it until morning or break any of its bones. They must observe the Passover according to all its statutes. But the man who is ceremonially ceremonially unclean, or but the man who is ceremonially clean is not on a journey and yet fails to observe the Passover is to be cut off from his people because he did not present the Lord's offering at its appointed time. That man will bear the consequences of his sin. If an if an alien resides with you and wants to observe the Passover to the Lord. He is to do it according to the Passover statute and its ordinances. You are to apply the same statute to both the resident alien and the native of the land. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle and the tent of the testimony, and it appeared like a fire above the tabernacle from evening until morning. It remained that way continuously. The cloud would cover it, appearing like fire at night. Whenever the cloud was lifted above the tent, the Israelites would set out. At the place where the clouds stopped, there the Israelites camped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at the Lord's command, they camped. As long as the clouds stayed over the tabernacle, they camped. Even when the clouds stayed over the tabernacle many days, the Israelites carried out the Lord's requirement and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud remained over the tabernacle only a few days. They would camp at the Lord's command and set out at the Lord's command. Sometimes the cloud remained only from evening until morning. When the cloud lifted in the morning, they set out. Or if it remained a day and a night, they moved it out when the cloud lifted. Whether it was two days, a month, or longer, the Israelites camped and did not set out as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. But when it was lifted, they set out. They camped at the Lord's command, and they set out at the Lord's command. 
they carried out the Lord's requirement according to his command through Moses. I can't help but as we read that, just think, so what you're saying is they followed the Lord. They stopped when he stopped. They moved when he moved. And it didn't matter how brief a time or how long a time. If he stayed, they stayed. If he went, they went. And it like this says that over and over and over again from verse 15 to verse 23. If he stayed, they stayed. If he went, they went. If it was a day, if it was an evening, if it was a month, if it was a week, if it was multiple months or just a couple of days, if God stayed, they stayed. If God moved, they moved. The Lord spoke to Moses, make two trumpets of hammered silver to summon the community and have the camp set out. When both are sounded in long blasts, the entire community is to gather before you at the entrance to the tent of meeting. However, if one is sounded, only the leaders, the heads of Israel's clans, are to gather before you. When you sound short blasts, the camps pitched on the east are to set out. When you sound short blasts a second time, the camps pitched on the south are to set out. Short blasts are to be sounded for them to set out. Now, when calling the assembly together, you are to sound long blasts, not short ones. The sons of Aaron, the priest, are to sound the trumpets. Your use of these is a permanent statute throughout your generations. When you enter into battle in your land against an adversary who is attacking you, sound short blasts on the trumpet and you will be remembered before the Lord your God and be saved from your enemies. You are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and your fellowship sacrifices and on your joyous occasions, your appointed festivals and the beginning of each of your months. They will serve as a reminder for you before your God. I am the Lord, your God. During the second year in the second month on the 20th day of the month, the cloud was lifted up above the tabernacle of the testimony. The Israelites traveled on from the wilderness of Sinai, moving from one place to the next until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Paran. They, they set out for the first time according to the Lord's command through Moses. The military divisions of the camp of Judah's descendants with their banners set out first. The nations, and Nashon, son of Amminadab, was over their divisions. Nathanael, son of Zuar, was over the division of the tribe of Issachar's descendants, and Eliab, son of Helon, was over the division of the tribe of Zebulun's descendants. The tabernacle was then taken down, and the Gershonites and the Merarites set out transporting the tabernacle. The military divisions of the camp of Reuben, with their banner set out, and Elijah, son of Shedir, was over their divisions. Shalumiel, son of Zerashaddai, was over the division of the tribe of Simeon's descendants, and Eliasaph, son of Duel, was over the division of the tribe of Gad's descendants. The Kohathites then set out transporting the holy objects. The tabernacle was to be set up before their arrival. Next, the military divisions of the camp of Ephraim's descendants with their banner set out, and Elishama, son of Emihud, was over their divisions. Gamaliel, son of Hadashar, was over the division of the tribe of Manasseh's descendants, and Abidon, son of Gideoni, was over the division of the tribe of Benjamin's descendants. The military divisions of the camp of Dan's descendants with their banner set out, serving as a rear guard for all the camps. And Ahijer, son of Amishadai, was over their divisions. Pegiel, son of Akron, was over the division of the tribe of Asher's descendants. And Ahira, son of Enan, was over the, divide, the division of the tribe of Nephtali's descendants. This was the order of march. This was the order of march for the Israelites by their military divisions as they set out. Moses said to Hobab, descendant of Ruel, the Midianite, and Moses' relative by marriage, we're setting out for the place the Lord promised. I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised good things to Israel. But he replied to him, I don't want to go. 
Instead, I will go to my own land and my relatives. Please don't leave us, Moses said, since you know where we should camp in the wilderness and you can serve as our eyes. If you come with us, whatever good the Lord does for us, we will do for you. They set out from the mountain of the Lord on a three-day journey with the Ark of the Lord's Covenant traveling ahead of them for those three days to seek a resting place for them. Meanwhile, the cloud of the Lord was over them by day when they set out for the camp. Whenever the Ark set out, Moses would say, Arise, Lord, let your enemies be scattered and those who hate you flee from your presence. And when it came to rest, he would say, Return, Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. Psalm 42. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so I long for you, God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while all day long people say to me, where is your God? I remember this as I pour out my heart, how I walked with many leading the festive procession to the house of God with joyful and thankful shouts. Why, my soul, are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. I love this verse. (laughs) I am deeply depressed, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and the peaks of Hermon, from Mount Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your billows have swept over me. The Lord will send his faithful love by day. His song will be with me in the night a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about in sorrow because of my enemy's oppression? My adversaries taunt me as if crushing my bones while all day long they say to me, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him my Savior, and my God. In November, I began praying and asking the Lord for a word for the year. I've been doing that um, since about 2016, I guess. And this year, I got this word in November. And when I got the word, I thought, surely that's not my word for the year. And so I dismissed it. And I kept praying. And I just kept coming back to that word. That word is hope. And I think I um, refused to accept it because I, I didn't know, and I think, yeah, I think I do know, that having hope as my word for the year implied I would need it. <laughs> and we are just partway into February. And I know that if I didn't have my hope in Christ at this time, oh man, I'd be, I'd be so desperately lost. And I would probably be saying things like, why God, (laughs) why have you forgotten me? Instead, I'm able, because I have this hope, I'm able to say, put your hope in God, my soul because I am going to praise him even still. He is my savior and my God. Don't be dejected. My hope is in him. I will still praise him. I hope that in the midst of whatever you're going through, you're able to step back and look at that 
and say the same thing. Soul, it's hard, but don't be dejected. My hope is in my God, and I will still praise him.